0: Yeah, so Rich asked me to speak today, and at first I was like, oh no, what am I going to talk about? Because there's a bit of pressure, it's Christmas Day, but... No, I think after a while I decided that it would be great to just kind of speak to you guys about hope and what that sort of means when we think about the coming of Jesus. Um, so I'm going to start with a bit of a, a kind of reflection on what Christmas was like for me as a child and to an extent really still is today. Um, but Christmas Eve, I think, is that kind of, it's that bit of Christmas that requires the most waiting. I think it's the bit of Christmas that requires the most patience, especially as we kind of think about the following day, Christmas Day, and we're kind of we're thinking about all the different things. Um, maybe you've just sat down with a hot chocolate, maybe you've just watched a Christmas film. Mm. Maybe you've just brushed your teeth or you've got the mince pies out for Father Christmas and a carrot for the reindeer, Um, and now it's time to get into bed. But I always remember my brain just fizzing with excitement and I just couldn't get to sleep. Um, And I was definitely that kid that would stay awake for like hours after their bedtime because they were just so excited. But um, yeah, and then also I think there's this thing when we think about being excited for Christmas, 2000 years ago the people or the jews were also excited for something They were waiting for something, they were hoping to receive something. I think they were excited for this prospect of a Messiah, a saviour that they'd been waiting for for generations, a saviour who they, well, who had been foretold years before his birth. And I've been doing some research and actually approximately 700 years previous to Jesus' coming, Micah, the prophet had prophesied that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem, and Isaiah had also prophesied that this Jesus would come to a young woman, and that she would be, um, or she, that she would bear a son. Um, And that he would be called Jesus. And so as you can see, kind of throughout time, we've got this prophecy of Jesus' coming. And just in the same way that we get excited for Christmas, these people were also excited for the coming of this Messiah. And so just to give a bit of kind of context in terms of what I've been doing for the past few months, because I know I haven't seen you all in a while. Um, so since September, if you didn't know already, I've been working with Kenilworth Youth for Christ. Um, so yeah, up in the Midlands, as Rich said. And um, we run a termly youth event that we like to call Catalyst with, with Kenilworth Youth for Christ and we held one of these events in October and it was incredible actually the amount of young people that came along to this event. We had 58 of them come along which might not sound a lot in comparison to maybe some swim events that they have going on but actually for us that was the most that we've ever had. And I had the privilege of speaking about a God who is constant despite an ever-changing world. And so we had three of those young people actually come and say that they wanted to follow Jesus. And so it was incredible. And as you can probably imagine, we were really excited for the prospect of holding another Catalyst event, but this time in December for Christmas. So we'd done weeks of planning and preparation. We thought of Christmas games, tuck. We had an inflatable salt course, a chocolate fountain that we were going to bring along. So it was pretty next level. But um, (laughs) yeah, and actually we found that after doing weeks of planning God shut a lot of those doors and we had to end up cancelling the event because the venue that we wanted to use was no longer available and the speakers that we'd asked to come could no longer make it unfortunately and so we ended up holding a similar type event but actually on a smaller scale at our Sunday night youth group which actually when you think about it was just as incredible because we saw young people really deepen their relationship with Jesus through this through the activities and the talk that my center director did and so it was just as incredible really and I think when we think about the lesson that we can learn from that God can bring goodness out of situations even I think if it's not in the way that we first initially expect and when we think about 2,000 years ago when Jesus was born I think the people at the time were expecting a different kind of Messiah to the one that we know today they were most likely expecting a Messiah who was going to come in dressed in wealth and in finery, who was not going to be born in a stable, was going to be born probably in a palace or some kind of big castle type place. Um, and in fact, that is not the kind of savior that God had in mind because he had a different plan. And so instead, we we think about Jesus, and actually he he was one born in a stable, so it's very humbling when you think about it, and secondly, he wasn't sent to kind of glorify himself, he wasn't sent to exalt himself or put himself on this pedestal, but actually we know a Jesus today who sacrificed himself for us. He came as a gift, he gifted us with his presence, and it wasn't to give, well it was to give, sorry, but it wasn't almost um, in the way that we expect. So it was to give and to serve as our servant king. And the other thing that's really important, I think, to consider when we think about, as I'm exploring kind of this theme of hope, um, is that 700 years between the prophecy of Jesus and the coming of Jesus, that's not nothing. I think that's a long time, and that kind of waiting, that took hope And that took patience, and that took trust in God's word and what he said. Um, And I honestly think if I was in that situation, I would have got sick of waiting for something that feels like it might never come. Um, Maybe I would have given up hope, I don't know. And I imagine a lot of the people at the time would have also given up hope that Messiah was actually going to arrive. And so I think it's really interesting to think about this. Um... But yeah, so let's move on to the second page. Sorry, I forgot what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think it's kind of interesting when we think about that. But also, this word hope, when we think about it, is it's kind of a word that we use a lot in our everyday language, in our everyday conversations. You might say things like, and I bet you've all said, oh, hope you have a lovely Christmas. hope you feel better soon. Um, I hope you're having a lovely day. But actually... How are we using this word and I'm not criticizing it but I think sometimes in our everyday language the the type of hope that we use when we talk about it here is almost built on a sense of uncertain wishful thinking we're almost hoping for something that we're not sure is gonna come we're not certain about the fact that someone is gonna have a lovely Christmas or that someone might get better soon but actually this kind of everyday hope is built on uncertainty And I think when we think about, in contrast, the hope that we have in Jesus it's so much different from that because the hope that we have in Jesus is built on certainty and it's built on almost this idea of confident expectation so when we now in turn think about the birth of Jesus actually I think we can be confident in his presence and we can be sure of his goodness, of his love and of his mercy and of his grace when we think about the gift of Jesus especially today. Um, So I think also another thing to think about is that hope is so powerful and in the same way that God moved so powerfully so many years ago we can have hope in the fact that God's character does not change and therefore he can move just as powerfully today and this hope is contagious and this hope also brings joy And that is, again, what we're celebrating today. And this hope is so much different, I think, from anything else because the hope that we have in Jesus is not dependent on circumstances, but it's actually, apart from that, it's independent from our own situation. So I want to encourage us today to celebrate, to rejoice, to be joyful, and for that joy to be fixed on this truth of an unshakable God. So yeah, as I kind of draw to a close, I just want to remind you that actually the Christmas story is just the beginning. So let's have hope for the future because God has good things in store so um, I'm just going to finish well as I kind of come into land so hopefully you've been given a little sheet of paper on your chairs um, and a pen I'm hoping if you haven't got a pen then maybe just stick your hand up but I'm just going to lead you in a quick activity now so on the back of that sheet and as you can probably see it has the verses from Isaiah on it that we've been read by Ellie this morning Um, and it would be lovely if you could just write on the back of that either something that you are grateful for something that you're thankful for Or something that you're kind of hoping to see maybe God do in the future, or something that you have hope in. Um, So, if you could do that, that would be great, and I'll give you a few minutes just to do that. (laughs) Okay, so hopefully you've all done that and you can take those away with you or you can keep them here, it's totally up to you. Um, But I'm just going to finish for us in prayer. So, Lord, thank you for sending your son Jesus as a hope, not just for back then, but also for now. Um, And we are, I know I am, mind blown by the miracle of Jesus' birth. So, thank you that you came to dwell amongst us. God incarnate, Emmanuel. Help us not to see the Christmas story as simply a story, but as a testament to what you will do next. And thank you that you bring goodness out of the unexpected places. So help us not only to put our hope in you, but to see you as the source of our hope this Christmas. Amen.